Welcome back. This is the West Box Scores Lucha Royale series. Glad you could be with us. This is round two, where Alex, Rick, Sonny, and I continue the conversation about our love for wrestling. In this episode, we'll go over our first live event experience and a bit of a shoot conversation about wrestling shows on TV in 2020 during the pandemic. Are you guys ready? Let's get into it. So I'll ask you this then, Sonny. You, uh, as a kid watching, um, did you ever go to any live events? As a kid or as an adult, what was your first event? I went as a kid. I've only been to one event, and it was when I was a kid. And I couldn't tell you. It, w- it, was, a, it was a house house show, so it wasn't nice. televised. Um, right. But it was, at the, it was at the sports arena. The long nice. since. Maybe that's my connection with uh, LAFC. That's a <laughs> that separate, that's separate, yeah. separate podcast. Uh, <laughs> is that it was at the sports arena, and I remember on the bill was uh, Earthquake and Typhoon. And man, those boys were big. The natural like to, disasters. To, yeah, to oh, hear them, wow. to hear them in the building, like when they would slam on the ring, <laughs> like, dude, it, those boys were big. Um, I remember Brutus the Barbarian, Big Boss Man were on that were on that card, and that's nice. and Big Boss Man was in a cage match for the house oh, card wow. with nice, the blue the blue dude. wonky yes. the blue yes. yeah cage matches but that was the fir- the only show my pops took me and uh, I remember I loved it. I had a blast, man. It was it was amazing. It was that amazing. was a big show, man. You got to see a cage match live. Dude. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh Donald, do you uh do you remember ever going to a live event, wrestling live wrestling event or your first one? No, I never got to experience uh live wrestling. Um, fortunately, because my parents were not going <laughs> they were not going to support that. They were very conservative. Um, I think they were okay with me watching it, you know, but mm-hmm. it was more like, well, my dad was super cool. He was very like chill with me. Um, but yeah, no, I never got to experience that. A lot of the stuff that I experienced was through my friends. I had a friend who was a lot more hardcore wrestling fan than I was. And he got to experience like a lot of events, like his grandparents paid for a lot of tickets and really like uh i still remember to this day he um he he'd go he'd be crazy whenever the video games come out right um for playstation and whatnot yes. to the point where he stole money from his mom's purse <laughs> to wow. go to the game to the glendale galleria to buy the game and then i guess uh they found out later i guess she found out later because i remember him telling me the news about like hey like i had the about the new smackdown i think it was smackdown 2 or something and he was like yeah damn yeah. My mom was trying to figure out why she was missing some cash. It's, we, we ended up having to confess <laughs> later because she kind of knew, like, oh, you guys have this new game and where did you get the money and all that? So it was kind of funny. But through him, I vicariously, like, lived a lot of the experience of the live wrestling event. So, yeah, unfortunately, I never got to experience anything myself. So, yeah. When the world gets back to normal, I've said this uh to Donald, Sonny, and Rick, you guys got to know this too. When the world opens back up again and live wrestling comes back, we all four of us got to go hit up a wrestling show. But not I just not just any WWE or AEW. We got to go hit the small indie shows because that's where it's at. Those are the fun ones with the big fat Mexican guys doing hurricane runners to each other. Hey, if, that's Macaulay, if Macaulay Culkin shows up, sign me up. You got to make sure with the smell, though. That's like a bunch of people. Oh, wait, that's a whole. We, that we'll get into that. They don't take showers. Oh, my God. Wrestling fans and hygiene sometimes, sometimes not uh, go together like peanut butter and jelly. We'll get into that a little bit later when we talk about P- PWG, which was a great indie promotion. So, Rick, do you remember your first live event? 
Yeah, it was. Well, like I said, it was it was actually that Lucha Libre one I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, it was many years after that. It was uh, Frankincense. Frankincense had PWG back before they moved all the way to Reseda. And I actually didn't even think that they had wrestling. The first time I went there was because I was like really into Yu-Gi-Oh! And I was getting trading <laughs> card games. I was going for trading cards. And I was like, oh, man, they told me I could buy cards there and everything. I'm like, all right, let's go. And then when I went, they were ha- I just heard like people screaming and everything. I was like, what the hell is going on? And I'm like, oh, my God, there's wrestling here. And I snuck in and I was like. They were, I think they were charging like five bucks or something yeah. like that. I think, and I just ended up going around where I was going with it, where the where they actually sold the cards because everything was just like it wasn't even pylons or anything. There was just there wasn't even a gate. It was just like a freaking curtain. I just yeah. went around the curtain and yeah. I just sat there and I was like, oh my god, this is so freaking awesome. That was that was actually my first ever like actually going by myself and I was like what the hell and then it, I just stayed there the whole the whole time. It Do you remember so like if uh, th- anybody that you remember was wrestling at, in, in that event? The only person that I remember wrestling in that in that match was uh, El Generico. Ah, uh, nice! I saw El Generico uh, young, like really, really young, and it was El Generico after- is now in WWE as Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, yeah. And that that was fun. Ah, uh, see, and that's the thing, though. So he, uh, Rick, was mentioning this was a PWG event. So PWG is kind of like um has been a small, big. It's a small independent promotion here in LA, based in LA, and it's been a feeder for WWE talent now. Like a lot of big talent who started in PWG is in WWE now. Like Kevin Owens uh, was formerly known as Kevin Steen. Uh, you got Al Generico there, who is now Sami Zayn. I mean Daniel Bryan who was formerly Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. <laughs> so, I mean, it's really amazing how like a small little promotion like that can be so huge now. Uh, and it is huge now globally. People are aware of it. They, they buy all the DVDs and Blu-rays. That's how that company like that makes their money is off DVD and Blu-rays. Not so much of $5 Frankincense tickets. Yeah. It's all DVD and Blu-ray selling. So really impressive. <laughs> So um, my first live event experience was not till I was an adult. I never went as a kid. As a kid, I was just TV, TV, TV. Sim- similar, like my, my parents didn't have money to, to, to take me to events. So I had to wait till I was an adult and buy my own ticket. And it was the 2004 WWE Judgment Day. Oh, wow. And I remember it was a paper. My I'm like, oh, my first event. It's going to be a pay. It's going to be a pay-per-view. It's so exciting. And it was an event where Eddie Guerrero uh was the champion and he took on jbl yeah that's what i was trying to remember and that was the main event and i remember it vividly because it was at you know at pay-per-view so it was in uh, at staples center and eddie guerrero takes a chair shot from jbl which you could hear throughout staples center it was a big chair shot and then uh, as soon as he comes up from the table just blood gushing all over and it was midway through the match where they still continue on with the blood gushing and that ring was Filled with his blood. There was puddles of blood just dropping. And it's just like Eddie Guerrero being the first ever Mexican American WWE champion, obviously doing a lot to like 
help out the brand, you know, because he's the face of the company. And it's kind of like, dude, he uh, that's not a normal amount of blood for, for a chair <laughs> shot. And, you know, later on, we come to tell because you know, here's a shoot for you. Uh, uh, Eduardo. I know you love the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, he did a bad blade job, dude. He did too much. I was going to say, I was like, did you see where the blade was? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Um, that's was crazy. Ba- it was it was a crazy crazy event. See, you're spoil I mean, you're, you should have warned me. There's spoiler alerts coming because I'm still like I said I'm ah! catching up on <laughs> I'm catching up on the years that I missed. So I didn't even realize you know who was in the title fight or what. And now I know. You Did you not things. know that Eddie Guerrero was the first ever WWE Mexican American WWE that. champion? I didn't know, but I didn't know how it happened. You're gonna have to turn in your and LWO my- shirt, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, so that was my first memory, like first live event. But going back to what Rick was saying, I remember because Rick and I both grew up in the southeast area of LA, and South I Central. South, oh, you grew up in South Central? Yeah. <laughs> Why I didn't know like you grew that, up in South Alex? Central. <laughs> I thought you grew up in Southgate, bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> Recognize Southeast, South Central. Hey, let me. You gotta What's, forgive Alex. He he thinks that Carson is L.A. So, oh, you know, oh, oh, <laughs> Carson <not> is LA. <laughs> L.A. Oh man! But so I remember at, at the as a kid going to Maywood Park, which is over here in Southeast L.A., and they would do free wrestling events. And they'd want to get, so they put a ring out on the baseball diamond. And the only thing to block you from the actual ring was the the the, the gates of the baseball field, you know, because, you know, they have the gates for, to protect the fans from foul balls and what have you. And they would just lure you into these free wrestling events by giving you a free t-shirt uh, just to show up. Like they, and to this day, I'm still trying to find out what promotion that was. If it was a community service thing, like who would put on those wrestling shows? Because as we know now, the marketing of all these uh, wrestling shows is getting people to show up. Uh, indie promotions is getting people to show up, buy a ticket and buy merch. So I have no idea how they would get free wrestling shows and free merch to this day. Mm. And I remember they would do multiple events and one of the craziest characters was an old, 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 little skinny chicken leg guy. And we'd all yell at him as kids, like, oh, get out of here. Because he was like this heel manager. And he'd jump on the fence of the baseball field, like to antagonize the fans to boo him. So I'd be like, as a kid, this was the craziest thing to see. Live events, you know, you got to go witness a live event of wrestling. And what I remember too from that WWE event, the most telling thing, is no commentary is as I'm sure you mentioned that uh, when you saw the house show, Sonny, there was no commentary, right? Like it's totally right. different. Totally. It's different like, experience. it's like an NBA game. It's, it's a totally different experience when you're watching an NBA game more than any other sport. And I, and I relate it to, to wrestling where it's like, wow, it's so different without this live commentary. Like it's a completely different thing in itself you know and, and you'd be amazed at how different it is but not in not in a bad way just a different way you know so yeah I, that was that was very jarring but as a kid you know at least at the time that i watched it, as a kid i i didn't care like i was watching some of my favorite wrestlers you know and a cage match so. yeah dude a cage match is really impressive to see live i yeah. i think rick and i have gone to wrestling shows yeah. uh, a lot of independent shows and we saw one cage uh cage match that was live. Do you remember that match? Yeah, that was the. Oh, who was it? It was a. It was a tag team match. It was I a tag was like team a, match. 
it was like a was it a three way tag team match or was it a tag or was it just a, a, a just a tag team tornado kind of? It was a ta- whenever ca- tag team matches happen in a cage, I think they're like tornado matches where there's no tags, obviously, because there's just four guys. Oh, in the yeah, cage that's true. They, go, they don't even say tornado it. anymore, huh? That, that's like yeah. an old thing. They don't even say no, tornado anymore. Do oh, I love the way uh, AEW just finally put the tag rope now because FTR yeah. made, made sure they yeah. put tag rope because they don't make tags in AEW. They don't make tags. No, they don't. They don't. Is um, that because of COVID or why, why is it? <laughs> Oh, so so ta- tag rope is like this weird wrestling rule in a tag team match that you have to hold the rope whenever you tag the your partner, mm. or else the tag is not legal. Mm. So it's it's hanging from the turnbuckle there of the ring. Oh, yeah. so you can't it's, it's that little white string. It's that little tiny white string on the turnbuckle. If you guys ever notice it, and they're always like dangling it a little bit, like why are they holding on? You have to supposedly hold on to that so that like you can get a legitimate tag. From the floor of the ring to well, try no. to tag. No, that that that, that never. That, Those that days are fit. dead. No. <laughs> you have to hold on to this flimsy little uh, what it looks like a shoe tie, like to tie yeah, your shoes. Yeah, it's a shoelace. It looks yeah, like a shoelace. Much. That's yeah, funny. yeah. But, but that's crazy. old school wrestling rules. Yeah, that's pretty much old school wrestling rules. I do the unwritten uh, wrestling rules for I'm that good. of the unwritten wrestling. <laughs> oh my god! Don't get me started with that baseball. Un- it's horrible. I know it's another thing, but that's horrible. <laughs> Anyways, uh, all I remember from that match was just a ton of blood, honestly. There was so much blood. And then you, oh my God, you, 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 you're horrible. This is why I'm, I'm the worst wrestling he, fan no, ever. Explain the story. You cannot have this guy in the first row just because he call, he's calling everything. And the poor guy, he's trying to take the blade out of his wristband over here. And he literally starts, Alex just points at him and starts, he's a cutter. He's cutting. Well, I, yell he's out, I yell, I, I nudge Rick. I nudge oh. Rick because he's sitting next to me in the front row. Yeah. And I and I point to the guy who's getting his, re- and, I, and I point, I hit nudge Rick and I point to the guy. I'm like, look, he's blading. Yeah, just but you know, in my excitement, I must have said it pretty loud. No, Poor you said it next loud. To you. Daddy, you what's blading? Dude, dude, he, he's like, yeah, you were like, he's gonna play, he's blading. Oh my god, I'm like, dude, shut up. He literally, <laughs> dude, I, I can't remember what is, I can't remember what is, I think that's not the Briscoes, it was, it was, it was uh, Los Banditos. Uh, Los Banditos, there you go. He looked up at you. <laughs> He looked up at you, and I just kind of like, oh my god, because he's he was trying to do it over here where nobody, because they were like in the middle of the ring, they were trying to get the people's attention, and he's slowly trying to do it, but I guess he put it too tight on his wristbands that he couldn't we get couldn't it out get fast it out. enough, and then you're like, oh, he's blading, look, we got a blader, oh my, god. I was like, oh, oh my, I love your story is like, oh, I'm calling out to, I yell, I nudged you and said it a little loud, no, that's no, no, all no, I no. did, no, dude. No, no, no. no. And all of a sudden, uh, I made I see, made an announcement to the fans on the other side of the ring, saying, "Look at he's cutting." <laughs> what you what you think was the tiny like, "Hey, check this out," was in reality a little. Uh, how many beers were you in at that? Once point? again, the revisionist history of the ringmaster <laughs> and the blade job story is a whole another thing from Rick. <laughs> Rick, revisionist uh, history segment is what we're gonna call this from now <laughs> on. Okay, sure, sure. Oh uh, no, uh, but that did happen. I will, I will say, I did nudge Rick. I said it. I might have said it a little loud because I was oh, yeah. excited. But that's why when you sit in the front row of these wrestling events, it, it's very exciting. You know, because you immediately have to jump out of the way. When, uh, from we learned this from PWG and all these small shows, you got to grab your chair and run yeah. out of the way because they're about to dive out toward your area. 
because you obviously want to give space to the wrestlers so they could actually do their dives and obviously have a chair to sit back in because once you go back, once they move and they land in chairs, your chair is gone. <laughs> there's no security to like, Oh no, you were sitting in this section and sitting here. No, 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 that's all gone. You're just, it's a free for all there. And that's why those wrestling shows are so much fun. You see guys blading, you see, you hear kids screaming. <laughs> you hear fans I, calling out the blades. Yeah, exactly. Pretty <laughs> exactly, much. Dude. <laughs> but one of my favorite things too, about live events at PWG, when Kevin Owens, uh, uh, was at PWG, he'd yell back to you. If you were giving him shit, like tell, talking oh, yeah. smack to him, he'd talk smack to you back. Because he's so they're so close to the ring, obviously. And there's no... It's not a big venue. It's a venue that holds about 200 people, usually. And yeah. they, they talk smack to you back. When, uh, That's cool. What was the, do you remember a, a PWG show when they were uh, talking smack to Chris Hero? When the, when they were calling him fat, yeah, they, yeah, so right? Chris Hero so, yeah. was a, <laughs> a wrestler from PW from PWG went yeah. to WWE and they came back because that happens a lot too. As as you know, wrestling wrestlers will go to WWE, not work out, kind of go back to the indie scene, and sometimes go back go back and forth. Sometimes, so a wrestling fan yells out to Chris Hero, who had gained some weight. They yell out in the dead silence of an, of, of a venue. <laughs> Chris Hero has tits. <laughs> oh. And, uh, and then, oh, and then uh, you get some booze and, they, and it draws out and then a wrestling fan yells back out to him. So do you. <laughs> so do you. <laughs> so this is the wrestling uh, fan base and this is why live events are great, but then sometimes they're kind of crappy <laughs> because yeah. you get stuff like that. Yeah. And but at the end of the day, it's so it's all done usually in good fun, <laughs> and yeah. they're, they're amazing. And hopefully one day they come back, and we can't. All four of us are going to go there. So when you see us at a wrestling show, we're going to throw up a four because we're the four horsemen going to this wrestling show. No, we're so. LWO. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, that's the thing. We got to come up with our. We got to come up with our own faction name. Yeah, and that's what we'll take over. That's right. We'll make and we'll hand out soap to a lot of these wrestling fans because that's. That's another thing, right, Rick? <laughs> deodorant, deodorant oh, packs. <laughs> Dude, so, I oh my god, there was one time. I don't know if you have time, but there yes, was please. the one time, and when I was sitting, I, I don't even want to give him a shout out. He has his own thing. He, Alex knows about. He has this a guy. YouTube he, channel. He has his YouTube channel. He has his own thing. He's, he's a big wrestling fan. I've I've seen his stuff. It's not bad, but literally and figuratively. Oh yeah, just oh my god, it was like, ah, oh, dude, I. I, this is this is the oh, nicest way of putting it. Can let uh, me preface your story first? Right. So when you go to PWG shows, you have to get there early to make sure you get a seat, or else you have to yes. stand stand the entire event. So yeah. we're there early, and uh, we have our seats. And but the show hasn't started yet. So this particular wrestling fan is talking to another fan while standing right next to where we're sitting. Yeah. And Rick, what 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 you were standing? You were sitting right next to where he was standing. Oh man, it's it, literally. I just turn around and I didn't. I didn't see him. I smelled him first, <laughs> and then it, it, I thought I was sitting next to the outside dumpster. For I was like, "What the hell's going on? Who let the door, the back door open?" And man, the dumpster's open. Nah, it was him. I was just like, "Oh my god!" And then the worst part about it, he was talking to somebody else next to me, and I'm like, "All right, you know, okay, he's gonna go away. He's gonna go away." And then he starts sliding towards us, and I'm like, "Oh no, please, no, no, come on." <laughs> and he sat next to us. I'm sitting next to Rick, and I could I could smell it strongly. Yeah, so who, who is this Rick? 
He is I, a big heavy set guy. He's a, he's a big dude. He's a nice dude. He's a yes. big dude. What's he's a his cool fucking dude. name? Stop beating around I, the bush. I, I, <laughs> like I don't know how you guys do. I don't know what's going on. I will so say this: I'm he, not, he's I'll, famous on YouTube for interviewing other wrestlers in hot in a hot tub. Yes, that's his gimmick. Mm, yes, he is a hot tub guy who interviews yes. guy other wrestlers in in. <laughs> he uh, doesn't wrestle uh, anymore. No, 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 no. He, he does he's, he's, he's not a wrestler. He's, he's a wrestling fan. Oh, he never yeah. did. He never he's wrestled. Like a, he he, he just he, he's he's a, he's just a hot tub guy. Uh, that, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. He's a he's a <laughs> hot tub guy. Let's go ahead and search uh, search a guy in a hot tub who does yeah. wrestling interviews, and you'll find him. Wink, wink. Yeah. And, um, but yeah. wrestling fans are uh, look at the wrestling community is is a fun one and you'll see the same oh, yeah. fans at big wwe shows and these small little promotions which is so crazy because it's such a tight-knit community and a loyal fan base which is really awesome at the end of the day it really is because a lot of uh, my favorite wrestling chant is always when there's two wrestlers who are baby faces and the fans will chant both these guys both yeah. these guys because it's it's just it just shows you that the fans are into it. The fans care about the wrestlers who are risking their bodies and their lives at the end of the day just to entertain us. And that's why wrestling fans, wrestling is great. Fans are great usually. And events overall, the live event, there's nothing like it. Not even in sporting events, which is like the closest thing to it. But sporting event, the big difference between sporting and wrestling events is when I, when I leave a wrestling event, I leave happy no matter what the outcome was no matter you know the wrestler i wanted to win lost or because i judge it as a show i don't judge it like a sporting event where my when i leave and my team lost and like i'm bummed out like god damn it i wasted money on parking and on concessions and what have you yeah my team didn't even get a win and they played like crap and i'm just bitter over it but wrestling is like you leave and it's like oh that show was good because of this and that and that Oh, but I didn't really yeah. like this or that part of it. And it's just fun. And that's why every time we would leave PWG, Rick and I would be like, you know what? I'm going to stop going to Kings games. Because when I leave the Kings games, they, they, they oh, lose. Yeah, I hate it afterwards. Like, let's just come to wrestling shows, man. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, the the whole thing about being there, it with, when you say when you go to basketball, I, I actually, I know I've never been to a basketball game. Sporting uh, events. Uh, just more, uh, Yeah. Just other than like hockey, I've actually and soccer that I've gone to go see. But with basketball, everybody that goes, yeah, they say that, you know, it's a great feeling. It feels completely different. But with with wrestling, you feel like you're part of it because you actually are a part of it. That's the thing. Whatever you say, whatever you do, how the crowd is reacting to it, it'll change the story. It'll change what they're trying to do. Because if they see that whatever they're doing isn't going over they change it a little bit or they yeah. try to figure it out or they say that they, uh, they know, okay, we're going to go with the huge pop. And if it pops, then they, they move on and they keep on going. So you are part of the story. You're part of the whole thing. And with any other sport, you're, you are in a sense, you mean like how Seattle's always like the 12th man where it's just so loud and it does make a difference. Obviously the freaking quarterback can't hear the hike. You can't hear, they can't hear the plays. They, they, they obviously that makes a difference. Anybody, any, any actual professional team that's played there, they're going to tell you, yeah, it makes a mm -hmm. difference. But with wrestling, 
you feel it. You you can feel that you've actually changed it. That's why when you go to like these indies and you know, you know, you know, Chris Hero has tits, everybody starts <laughs> laughing and it just it just makes it like, oh wow, you you know, you can say something, you can do something and it'll make a difference. Yeah. That, yeah, that's the just whole look, theme Our of stories it. are not just about the actual of wrestling event itself. It's about the fans that were there oh, yeah. too. Like that's just shows you like when you go to a sporting event, you might just think about, oh, that guy was chanting some weird stuff at the, at the Lakers or at Kobe one day, which I mean, but Kobe is, he would have, he, would he have ever reacted? No. Cause he's so focused. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's why wrestling is this whole other entity. And that's why I uh, already signed up for the registration to join the WWE Thunderdome events. So if you guys catch a Monday Night Raw one day, you might see me in the background on some Zoom calls. I can't wait for that. (laughs) Oh, wow. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. But uh, if you looked at the terms and agreements to that thing, it's really crazy. I felt like I signed my my first ever WWE contract. I'm not allowed to have Twitch, YouTube, or anything else open. (laughs) It's no, all for the, the internet quality. That's what they oh, say, dude. but I don't think they want me on both platforms at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I think I think you're gonna lose your podcast. Yeah, that's it. No <laughs> podcasting allowed while that's I'm on it. WWE's video. <laughs> Donald gets that reference. Doesn't it show in in wrestling, like with no fans, how different it is? I feel like with live sports, there's a way you can get away with it, right? Because yeah, you know what the NBA did with that bubble. You know, it, it kind of feels like. Yeah, it kind of still can work without it. I mean, you're still seeing these teams compete. Same thing with baseball. I think it kind of works. I'm starting to see football now. You know, they, they make it work. Soccer, we're getting used to it. But wrestling, man, I, I, I'm i not... So overall, I was a little disappointed with this year's uh, WrestleMania because of the no fans thing. It felt weird seeing it for the first time, um, what that felt like. Because I didn't really follow like Raw or Dynamite like that to see what it looked like without fans until WrestleMania happened. And then I, I checked out a couple matches. Um, my buddy had gotten the, the network and he had given me his login. And then like, I checked out a couple matches while it was happening. And I was kind of like, man, like this feels so different to me. Like I can't, like I'm trying to focus on the match and trying to focus on like the techniques and everything. But I'm, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so stuck as, as to how silent the whole thing is and how you can hear everything. And uh, it was it was really different, you know. Um, I think if it wasn't for the Undertaker match, I, I probably would have said, "Man, this this really <laughs> didn't pan out for for them." Boner yard match, but yeah, that bone yard <laughs> match I feel was like the saving grace to to make it like okay, this kind of was a little worth watching, you know. No, I I completely agree with you. Uh, when I was watching the most recent AEW pay per view, uh, there was a really good tag team match between FTR, Kenny Omega, and Adam Hangman Page. And I was enjoying the match, but I, I also realized there was a real spot in the match where there was a, a hot tag to Kenny Omega. And I didn't feel that same excitement because and there were fans. There was a small amount of fans there. So and so they had been interacting throughout the matches and the hot tag didn't have the same oomph because obviously it's Florida, a lot of humidity and the fans just were out of it at that point. And that's where you really see because you had some fan interaction through some through some of the event. But then in a very pivotal part, you had no no fan interaction whatsoever. And that's when you realize, it really hits you that the fans yeah. will, even on TV, that's a very important product to have fans live. Yeah. Yep. That's true. Thanks for checking us out and making it to the end of the episode. 2020, what a wild year, right? 
I mean, seeing wrestling without fans was an awkward experience. It's gotten better now towards the end of the year, with WWE's Thunderdome and AEW allowing a limited amount of fans in the venue. But you realize the talent in the ring thrives off of us fans. Well, stay tuned as we have two more episodes in this four-episode series. The next one is on our favorite match, favorite faction, and more crazy off-script conversations. Until next time, guys. Later.